Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 23rd day of March. I am Paul White. It is Wednesday, midway through the week. Hope your week's going well. Also, hope you'll check out our midweek full-length sermon drop. We put one up every Wednesday. This is our Tuesday night Bible study from Flowery Branch, Georgia. We've been walking through the Sermon on the Mount for a few months now. Various moments in that sermon, everything from the Beatitudes to the multiple statements of you have heard it said, but I say to you, the Lord's Prayer, all kinds of good stuff. You never know what, where we're going to land in that fifth, sixth, or seventh chapter of Matthew, but it's always fun. And it's up today. Wherever you're listening to the podcast, you can listen to the full-length sermon. If it's not up when you get up, it will be up before you go to bed because we get it up there on Wednesday at some point. If you prefer video, we have a video version at YouTube, PWM, or at our website, paulwhiteministries.com. Okay, Genesis 39. We're with Joseph in Potiphar's house, this favored man. And everything he touches and everyone he's around gets some sort of residual favor. Not because they're good or they're worth it or they're worthy, but because of Joseph. And in so many ways, it's a lot like Christ, where we are blessed and it isn't because we're good, if you, had, if you were Potiphar in this day, you might have looked at your life and thought, wow, I'm doing something right. Things are going pretty well for me. I've got some stuff figured out. But he doesn't. It's just that he has put Joseph in his house and favor has come to him vis-a-vis Joseph. This little section of the story, beginning in the sixth verse, really brings two things to mind that I want to make the subject of today's podcast. Let's see if we can get through these two. First of all, at the end of verse 6, Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. And we can tell that almost feels out of place, like you don't need it. But you know the information is to help you understand the rest of the story because it comes to pass that Potiphar's wife has longing eyes. That's what verse 7 says. And asked Joseph to lie with her. He refuses, says, you know, can't do this. My master's committed all this to my hand. He's let me have anything that I want except for you, and I'm not going to do that to him. And this goes on every day. And if you're reading the verses, you'll find that as you work your way through 10, 11, 12, Joseph continues to thwart her advances until finally she sets up a scenario in which she makes it appear that Joseph has tried to rape her, and she grabs his garment, and that becomes her evidence. And of course, this is the incident that will get Joseph thrown into prison, and God's going to make good come of that. We're going to get to that on another day. The two points that jump out at me in this portion of the story are, first of all, don't allow what happens in the natural to determine who you are in the spiritual. Don't let it define you. And secondly, don't depend on external rules and regulations to govern your moral decisions. Let's work through those two. The reason I say the first one, which is don't allow the physical circumstances to determine your spiritual direction Joseph has the favor of God, and then as an afterthought, almost a transitory thought, the Bible tells us he's handsome. 
Is he favored because he's handsome? The fact that handsome comes into the story later really sets up the scenario with Potiphar's wife seems to say that it had nothing to do with the favor and that being handsome really just opened the door for this next issue that comes up in his life. And I don't think what we take away from the text is, woe is you if you're handsome or woe woe are you if you are beautiful, somehow physically or in some way physically attractive. No, that's not the case. We find other attractive people in the Bible and the Bible is clear when it marks their attractiveness. But there does seem to be in this text a problem associated with that physical characteristic of Joseph. It causes him issues. And so what that sends up to me a red flag that says, let your determination be in the realm of the spirit rather than the realm of the natural. We aren't to blame Joseph for being handsome, but a bulk of this text has been telling us how much favor he has and all the good that comes with favor. And then when it tells us about his attractiveness, it only tells us the bad that comes with his attractiveness. So again, we don't land on, well, attraction is bad. What we do land on is that which you are marked by in the realm of the spirit is superior to that which you are marked by in the realm of the natural. And so it's better to be identified as, say, one of the sons of God, part of the family, recipient of favor, rather than socially a, a, a social ladder climber, physically attractive, financially well off, uh, whatever. You can insert any natural realm qualifier into this spot and the spiritual will outweigh the natural. And thank God, because whatever you have today in the realm of the spiritual you or physical, you might not have tomorrow. If wealth is your security blanket, well, economies rise and fall. That security blanket might not last so long. If your job is your security blanket, well, you could be one firing away from losing your security blanket. If your physical looks or your health are how you determine your value. Your looks are not going to last forever. Your health may go downhill. All of these things are sort of sinking sands, the way Jesus would describe them. But to be loved by your father, to be the recipient of favor, well, that, that, as some of the old timers used to say, That's worth writing home about. (laughs) That's something you can sort of sink your spiritual teeth into, is this idea that I am more than the way I look. So listen, I'm not giving you anything you don't already know, but you are more valuable than what you look like. You're more valuable than your height, your weight, your hair color, your eyes, your, your look, your walk. You're more valuable than how much money you have or where you live or what job you work. And you might be great and five-star in every one of those categories, but you're still greater than all of those categories because you are better defined by the favor of God than you are by what you physically bring to the table. And the contrast in Genesis in 39 is to show you, I think, 
Not that looks are a problem, but that what you physically bring to the table can't do you as good as what you spiritually bring to the table. I told you there was a second thing, which is don't allow your moral choices to be determined by the externals. We didn't get into that, so let's do that tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless.